Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Hang on a sec, let me just Google flights to New Zealand. Uh, let's see. How much? £348, what a bargain. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Julia Michaels and JP saxophone with Maybe Don't and BTS and Dynamite before that. That's such a good song. It's in an advert. I don't know what advert it's in, but it's in an advert and it sounds really good. I'm Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. It's Wizard Radio. And it's me. I'm on. It's my turn now. I've been allowed out on the radio for two hours. Me, till five. Come hang. Stay about. Don't move anywhere. I'll be very upset and personally offended if you do. Music coming up. BB Rexa, Salem Elise, and WAP from Cardi B as well. And on the show this afternoon, I have some good things. I think they're good. I feel like they're good. Sometimes, you know, you come on and you're like, "Mm, is this any good? We'll see. And sometimes you're like, yes, this is good. Today, I'm confident in my own ability to be good at the radio, okay? Talking memories that come up on your phone. Plus, the church off of Jesus and God has started a record label. Some exciting duck sauce news. Making things worse. And the sort of the final part, I think, of this Belgian royal scandal I'm a little bit obsessed with. Plus, now this I'm excited for. I love a game, you know this. I have got a new game. It's called What's in Dewar's Pocket? At 10 past 4, you will hear for the first time anywhere in the world the game What's in Dewar's Pocket. You don't want to miss that, I assure you. Plus, a 60 second guide coming up and, well, some sad news actually. Um, it's, it's someone zooming you on the show today. I know, I know. I thought those days were behind us. But I've been listening to Bojo, I've been looking at all the tearing stuff, I've been listening to Andy Burnham, who's the Mayor of Greater Manchester, aka King of the North, and I think we've got to go back to someone Zooming you for now, unfortunately. So that is coming up, we'll start that before 4pm, and in the meantime, let's have some valuable life lessons, shall we? This week I learned... 
welcome to This Week I Learned. This is the part of the show where I impart some wisdom free of charge to you so that you can not make the same mistakes that I've made, you know, or just not have the same moments of ignorance that I have experienced in my life. And so here's some some things that I've learned in the last seven days of my life. First of all, I've learned there's a legal loophole that means it is currently legal to play Angry Birds whilst you're driving. Uh, This has probably been in the news. It's been in the news all day. Basically, they've realised that the law that says you're not allowed to use your phone whilst you're driving in the UK, it actually says you're not allowed to use your phone to communicate whilst driving. Which, you know, in 2003, when everyone had Nokia bricks, was fine. Because all you could do was call and text, i.e. communicate. But now there's the internet, there's social media, there's cameras, there's apps. And none of that was covered by this law. So technically, if you're on your phone whilst you're driving, then if you're playing Angry Birds, if you're taking a photo, if you're Snapchatting, whatever, I believe that is technically legal at the moment. They might have just closed the loophole. They're definitely talking about closing the loophole because it's just been in place for all this time and no one's noticed. So that is something I learned. It's not something I'm going to put into practice for a number of reasons. Number one, it is very irresponsible and reckless and dangerous. Number two, I don't have a car and I don't really drive ever. But even if I did, I wouldn't exploit that legal loophole. It's just quite interesting and random that I learned about it today. And I was like, oh, okay. That's quite silly that they haven't realised until the year 2020. But hey-ho. I've also learned this week that someone at the British Broadcasting Corporation, aka the BBC, decided it would be a great idea if they made a documentary about uh, Jimmy Savile. Who who approved that? Come on. Who on earth thought that would be a good idea? And everyone would just be like, okay, cool, great, let's let's do this. Can't can't wait. Oh, did I say did I say documentary drama? That's what I meant. It's a drama about Jimmy Savile, which is even worse. I didn't know it was a drama, I, I got my D's mixed up. Who whose idea? Come on. Did they not think there'd be a massive backlash? Did they not think that people would not want to see this? And more to the point, who are they gonna get to play him? Because no actor who likes their career is ever going to be wanting to play that part. It's, it's a weird idea. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to see whether it actually happens or whether someone sees sense long before it hits a TV screen. Because I can't, I can't imagine it being the kind of show that everyone's like, oh my god, you've got to watch this. I'm, I'm so into it. It just feels a bit wrong, doesn't it? But that's, that's something I've learnt this week. There's a Jimmy Savile drama coming to the BBC soon, maybe. And finally... It's a practical lesson. I'm a hands-on kind of guy. Or am I? Probably not. But I did learn how to repair a puncture on a bike this week. But it has caused me all kinds of drama and annoyance and confusion. And I I need to sort of rant about this slash tell you what happened. So about 3.25, we need to talk about how my bike has been getting on my nerves this week. So that is what we've learned. There's a legal loophole that means you can use your phone whilst you're driving as long as it's not to communicate. Someone somewhere thought it would be a good idea if they make a drama about the life and times of Jimmy Savile. And I've learned how to repair a puncture. What a week it's been, right? Let's get this on. BB Rexa, Doja Cat, called Baby I'm Jealous on Wizard Radio. It's Wizard Radio, and that was BB Rexa with Baby I'm Jealous. It's Alec Feldman. Hello. How's it going? Right, so you know how I've been obsessed with this this scandal in the Belgian royal family, and I don't know why it's really got me interested, but it has fully engaged with every twist and turn of this plot. Basically, if we go back, go back to the beginning, we'll recap. There was a king of Belgium back in the day, and he was a bit of a player, and he uh, has a child, well, he has a few children, including one, like, illegitimate daughter who was mothered well, you know, whose mother was someone that was not the Queen of Belgium. And so for years, she's been trying to prove to people that she is, in fact, the daughter of the former King of Belgium. And he abdicated, which meant she could sue him. And so she successfully sued him. He had to take a paternity test. It was like, yes, she is your daughter. Then she managed to sue again to get herself in the actual Belgian royal family. So now she is officially a member of this family. She has the title, she's Her Royal Highness, she's now called Princess Delphine, and it's all very exciting. And I read this week that she has finally met her half-brother, aka the actual King of Belgium. 
and I was reading about this, and I, I have to issue a couple of corrections, actually. One of them is that I said last week, if you wanted to become a minor royal, it would only cost you about eight grand, because I read, well, I thought I read the other week, that it only cost her, like, £8,000, roughly, for this lawsuit. That was all it cost her in legal fees. The king, the former king of Belgium had to pay it back, and that was all it cost her. I don't think I was quite right. I think it was more like a few a few million pounds that it cost, actually, this this lawsuit. It wasn't, wasn't eight grand, a little bit more than that. So it's not quite the good investment that I thought it was. But that's okay. It's not all bad. I also said that um, she's definitely going to go on and put like her royal highness on all of her posts now. Again, she says she's not going to do that. So, fair play to her. She actually did just want it for, you know, the family connection and to know where she came from and not to get the title Her Royal Highness. So, fair play. Fair play to her. But I have just been reading about uh, her meeting with the King of Belgium, her half-brother, which was uh, a warm meeting, it says, which is nice, you know. For years, the whole family tried to deny her existence. But when they do finally you know, accept her embrace, they're like, oh yeah, welcome to the family. And they were they were warm and nice. And it was an extensive and special conversation, apparently, according to this statement, where they spoke about their own lives and our common interests. That sounds either fascinating or like the worst speed date ever. So there you go. That's sort of the you know you know how in books and movies they'll have like the credits and the post credit scene or like the final chapter that's like after everything's finished that's kind of what this is you know there's been the scandal there's been the lawsuit there's been twists and turns and highs and lows and finally we're at the end of the tale princess delphine is now an official member of the belgian royal family she's met her family members the new siblings and it's all good and everybody's happy and she's not even using her titles so i think i can now put this to bed and stop being quite so obsessed with the ins and outs of the Belgian royal family. And so I'll, I'll, I'll file that away now in the, the bit of my head that goes kind of, okay, cool stuff that I'm now bored of because I think I'm done with this. You know, I've, I've embraced the Belgian royal family enough, but let's move on. Coming up next, um, I've made something a lot worse and I need to tell you about it. First, Salem Elise, I'm mad at Disney on Wizard Radio. Salem Elise on Wizard Radio, that was mad at Disney. My name's Alec Feldman, WAP plays next, and that cool Rip Momney song that I'm really into at the moment. All on the way soon. You know how I'm a cyclist now? It's like, it's a new part of my identity. I've decided I'm going to embrace the cyclist world, and also, I'm poor and need to get places, and walking is effort and takes time. So I'm a cyclist, I've got a bike. It's a very cheap bike that I got from Argos. I put it together myself. I was quite proud of myself, and for a while, it was it was alright. It, it did the job. And then it's a few months old now. It's starting to show its age a bit. I've been working it really hard. And a couple of things have started to go wrong. Um, I had to tighten the brakes a while back because I was just kind of squeezing and nothing happened. I might have as well have just had some like pieces of bready that the side of the tyre was rubbish. And, and then this week, I got a flat tyre. It was really annoying. I went on a nice bike ride on Sunday to a place called Sail Water Park, which is like a park but with a big pond in it, and it's right next to a motorway. It's, it's, it's almost nice. Not quite. And it was kind of bumpy, and had a nice ride around there for a couple of hours, and then um, put my bike away. And then when I was going out on Monday, I realised that I could really feel like the texture of the road whilst I was sitting on my bike. And I was like, hmm, this is weird. And I sort of pulled over. I'd only left my house like 30 seconds ago and gave the back tire a bit of squeeze and it was just basically empty there was nothing in there so great puncture typical i've never had a puncture before i've cycled you know before but not the same level of like regularity so i've never really got a puncture my first ever puncture so uh, i walked it back back home and got the bus instead to wherever it was i was supposed to be going but then the time came to fit, um, but it didn't really come with instructions on 
you know, the wider process. So I got my housemate to help me. The one, the one who's from a tiny little, tiny little village in, in the countryside. The countryman, that's what I call him. And he, he's very handy. He knows how to do stuff. So he helped me get my wheel off because I, I'm too weak to undo the, the little bolt. And, you know, help me get the tire off. And there was a special tool to get the, like, tire bit rubber off the wheel. And then I just kind of squeezed it in a bucket to find the where the air balls come out. That's how you know where the puncture is. Packed up the puncture with a kit. All went kind of alright up to this stage. But it's actually surprisingly hard. Because if you've never seen a bike wheel before, basically, you've got, like, the hard bit of the wheel. Then you've got the rubber bit you see on the outside. But there's another tube on the inside, which is where the air goes. And that's what gets punctured. So you have to take that out of the outer wheel to fix it and then get it back in again and get that all on the wheel. And that's a very hard process because you just have to kind of stretch things and put things out. It's really fiddly, very difficult and annoying and time consuming. And there are these special tools you can use that help you kind of like, what's the word, Jimmy? Get it, get it back on top, basically. I know this is a terrible explanation, but it's not that important. Basically, I was using one of these tools to try and get the wheel back on. Like, it's plastic, it's soft, it's blunt. You know, you'd think no harm could come from using this thing. And yet, I somehow managed in the process of putting this tyre back together to keep repairing a puncture on my bike, I created another one, which ironically was much bigger than the one I was fixing in the first place. So I then had to repeat the whole process, fix the tyre again, put it back together again, and I thought that was over and done with until a couple of days later when once again I could really feel every bump in the road in my butt and I was like oh here we go again it's punctured again so yesterday I had to refix it all like waste of time so this is a very roundabout way of saying my bike is annoying me it's, it's a piece of junk essentially and I'm not particularly good at fixing it so much so that when I tried to fix it, I actually made it worse. Oh, and the real twist in this story is that after I, you know, put the bike back together the first time, went off to bed, happy days, my housemate, the countryman, kind of looked at it and went, no, 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 that's, that's not right at all. And basically spent about an hour redoing it to fix the mistakes that I had made. So it just, the whole thing got a lot worse by me intervening. To the point where I probably would have been better leaving it. So, have you ever have you ever done a similar thing? You've tried to fix the problem, but as you've done it, you've just made it a whole lot worse. If you have, you know my number: oh seven eight oh seven one eight three five three eight is where you can text me. Uh, you can email me as well: station at wizardradio.co.uk or tweet me at wizardradio. When have you made a problem worse instead of better? I'll read out a few of these in a bit after Rip Mummy and this Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. This is WAP Wizard Radio. Live from a slightly funny smelling basement in Manchester. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, Rip Momney and put your records on. I'm Alec Feldman. Mo Stack and a new song by Duck Sauce coming up that we need to talk about. But first, I tried to fix my bike this week. I've got a puncture in the tyre. I not only created another puncture in the process of repairing it but then totally messed up the whole rest of the bike whilst putting it back together and my housemate had to step in after i'd gone to sleep to go oh he's completely ruined this <laughs> and fix my mess which is very nice of him appreciated it greatly i got him a nice little present to thank him for saving me basically and so i just wanted to know if you ever made a problem worse when you were trying to fix it uh, megan says this is a bit different but I made a bad problem even worse this week because my school is now doing Zoom classes. They had to shut it down, the whole thing, the whole school, because there was a COVID outbreak. I was in my Zoom English class, which I found really boring. I accidentally did the loudest yawn whilst my microphone was still on. I had like a momentary slip of the mind. I completely forgot that my microphone was on or that I was even on Zoom and did the rudest like... (sighs) My teacher stopped suddenly asked me if I was finding her lesson boring. And again, I don't know what I was thinking, but I accidentally said, yeah, sorry, I'm just really tired. And because she heard me say, yeah, she had the biggest go at me. I mean, it's not like she can do anything to me. I'm already stuck at home. That little comment made it all so much worse. That is embarrassing for you, Megan. I've got to say, not your finest hour. Come on, mute yourself or 
just if you don't if you forget to mute yourself come on like don't say that be like oh I'm so sorry no no it's a great lesson I'm really interested come on surely years of education will teach you not to make a comment like that when a teacher asks you why you're yawning but if all else fails if she's having a go at you for yawning during her lesson it's easy all you need to do is just this and be like bye and <laughs> she can't do anything you can just log out of the lesson and problem solved you've escaped you're free see there are pros to zoom school not many but one of them is that you can just close your lid when you're bored or the teacher's telling you off or you haven't done something see what a what a wonder of modern technology right mikey says a few weeks ago me and my brother were home alone and our parents were out for the first time in forever suddenly had the loudest scream ever i ran downstairs and my brother had dropped a glass of cranberry juice on the carpet. It was spilt everywhere. No. Like, who even drinks cranberry juice on a Saturday night, Mikey says. But anyway, we did the natural thing. Tried to scrub it out. But I think we must actually have rubbed it into the carpet even more. Because there was a huge pink stain on the carpet afterwards. Which is still there now and nobody can get it out. My parents are telling me they're going to need to get new carpet now. And they're going to take the money out of our pocket money. Oh, that's that's like a sitcom plot line, that right there. Except instead of like red wine, it's cranberry juice on a Saturday night. What a wild life you lead. Yeah, I don't know who drinks cranberry juice on a Saturday night or any other day of the week. I don't think there is a correct day of the week for cranberry juice. Don't like it. It's all bitter. You know when you know when things just make make your mouth go like. No. Uh, it was what, I don't know if that means anything to you. It's just one of those. Hate it. Can't stand the stuff. I would never spill it on carpet because I never buy it and never drink it because it tastes terrible. But that is that's bad. It's so it's bright red as well, isn't it? Not good. I pity your carpet and pity your piggy bank because if that's been taken out of your pocket money, you're not gonna see any pocket money probably for the next like three four years. I don't know. Should we do some maths here? Come on, everyone calculators out what's what's the going rate for pocket money these days like five or a week five or a month i don't know let's say five or a week and let's say a new bit of carpet let's say 300 quid do you think is that about right like to get it properly done let's say yeah 300 divided by five pounds that is 60 weeks that's over a year maybe divide by two that's 30 weeks if you're both having your pocket money taken away but that's a long time to go without pocket money due to this terrible carpet-related accident that you made a lot worse. Never try to clean it up. Actually, no, I don't know if that's good advice either. You kind of screwed either way. Doesn't get get the vanish out. Vanish fixes all stains, doesn't it? I'm under, I was under the impression it does. But I don't know. I don't know enough about cleaning stains off carpet. I don't know why I'm dispensing this advice. Let's move on. Jess says I'm someone who gets flustered very easily. So if I ever do make a mistake in public, I usually just make it worse. This happened ages ago. Before coronavirus times, oh yes, I remember. I was in a restaurant with my family and accidentally knocked my glass over. Oh dear, my drink spilt everywhere. Oh dear. And the glass fell on the ground and smashed. Oh dear. I immediately got up, tried to deal with it, and whilst getting up, I managed to flail my arms in the air and accidentally whacked a waitress in the face with my hand. It was such a nightmare that I just had to set myself down and remove myself from the situation for a moment before I did anything else wrong. Oh, that, I mean, that really dates it, the fact that you were able to accidentally hit a waitress in the face with your hand, because now they wouldn't come close enough for that to happen. And also, if you did accidentally hit them in the hand, you'd probably be, like, arrested by the COVID police because that's not allowed. That's, that's very unfortunate. Why were you flailing? Was it one of those like, oh no, mamma mia, and you put your hands in the air to be like, oh, <laughs> I don't understand why the hands were in the air. Just, are you just really expressive, Jess? <laughs> you, you just enjoy making loads of extravagant hand gestures to really show how, how embarrassing the situation is. Not good. This, this is a lot worse than it, it had to be. At least, at least everyone in the restaurant didn't go, way. You got off lucky on that regard. Thank you very much for these. Enjoyed them very much. Love that. 
Duck Sauce and Mesmerize. It's no Barbara Streisand, but it'll do. Okay, it's nearly four o'clock, and unfortunately, it is time for someone zooming you. I know, this isn't how I wanted it to be, but it's where we're at. Manchester apparently is in tier two, possibly verging on tier three in the, the Boris Johnson tier system, which means I don't think you're allowed to go around to other people's houses anymore. And so as a result, we have been forced to suspend tier, uh, tier, to suspend someone's knocking at your door and bring back someone zooming you. So here we are. In a second, I have a feeling that my, my Zoom phone will ring and and an unexpected person will just try and try and give me a Zoom call. Maybe they want to do a quiz. Maybe they want to watch Netflix at the same time. I Alec, don't know. Alec, Alec. Hi. Hi. You've not even let me play the theme music yet. Have you not played the theme music? No. Oh, should we have the someone Zooming you theme music then? God, I mean, I've not prepped this up for nothing. Sorry, I jumped the gun here. You let's really let's do the theme tune. Here's the theme tune. Zooming you. Somebody's ringing the bell. That was well worth it. I'm sure it was. No expense spent there. So yeah, this is someone zooming you. And someone will unexpectedly zoom me any minute. And I will only, only accept this zoom call if their identity can be correctly worked out. Otherwise, it's a no. It's not going to happen, I'm afraid. Because I'm just quite antisocial and I don't want to do any more Zoom quizzes. So, should we just, I guess, sit back and relax when they do Zoom when it zoom, happens? Zoom, 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 oh. zoom! Oh, it's happened right zoom, now! Zoom. Here zoom, we go! Zoom, zoom, zoom! The Zoom phone! Zoom, zoom, zoom! Haven't you missed zoom, that? Zoom, zoom, zoom! No, no, we haven't. Right, okay, let's let's silence the Zoom phone zoom. for now. Um, but someone is Zooming me and I can see who it is and I'm very excited about this this zoom actually i think this will be a very good zoom i hope that someone guesses their identity so that we can we can pick up the zoom line so let's go over to james who can ask questions and try and work out who is currently zooming me right now you know what i did not miss that zoom phone no me neither oh such an annoying sound anyway um <laughs> is the person zooming you this week a man no Ooh. Not is, man. The is the person zooming you this week um famous? Yes, they are. Famous. Are they a famous British person? No, they are not. Are they a famous American? No, they are not. Great, I've used up four of my five questions. I know we've got is that there? A famous not man. Um <laughs> Is this person alive yes they're a famous alive not man guys <laughs> give it your guess you basically narrowed it down to all famous women except the ones from the UK or America is it ABBA no the two women in ABBA no okay it's, so that, that's it's a not. Swede the Swedish weren't they ABBA that's a Swede well, yeah. kicked off is it Angela Merkel well, you can't guess now. All right, all right, all right. I don't think it's Angela Merkel, guys. The only nationalities are British, American, Swedish, and German, in case anybody was wondering. Yes. Um, Alec, could you give us another clue? Maybe a bonus clue? Uh, a bonus clue. Hmm. Yes. I can give you a bonus clue. What? I'm trying to work out what it should be. What would actually be genuinely helpful? Let's go with... Anything at this stage, Alec. They are close personal friends with the Easter Bunny. Oh I think. Oh, God. This isn't some South Park reference, is it? I don't watch South Park. The oh. Simpsons is way better. Oh, God. I'm in very different categories, Alec. I don't <laughs> think anybody's watching The Simpsons instead of South Park or vice I mean, versa. you know, adult cartoons. Not, not like that. The Simpsons... Anyway isn't really an adult <laughs> cartoon though well it's not for kids yeah it is it's for the whole family like... well kind of but it's not like arthur <laughs> what was that 
Who used this Arthur as a kid's animation reference? It was the first one I could think of. So you're saying before SpongeBob's Squarepants, it was Arthur in your imagination? Yes. Well, wow. it, I, was, I grew up on CBBC and not Nickelodeon, so... Oh, fair enough, yeah. Anyway. I saw a TikTok earlier. Sorry, we are finishing this conversation. <laughs> I saw a TikTok earlier <laughs> of it, when you'd go round to somebody's house after school, in primary school, if they put CBBC on instead of Disney Channel, that was a real type. A good type, right? Anyway, here. wrap up this segment. We've got the news to go to in a minute and 15 seconds. How offensive. Anyway... Away from cartoons and The Simpsons and South Park, the person zooming me today on someone zooming you because I live in tier two. They're not a man, but they are famous. They're not British. They're not American. Therefore, they must be Swedish or German. No, they're not. They are alive as well. So that's really narrowed it down. They are also close personal friends, I think, with the Easter Bunny. They've definitely spoken about them before. So who's zooming me? If you think you know, get in touch on the zoom line 07807183538 is the zoom line and also just the phone number anyway where you can text on there also email station at wizardradio.co.uk or on all of the socials at wizradio come and say hello come and have a guess on someone zooming you this week not a man but they are famous not british not american alive and they know the easter buddy easy piece of cake who is zooming me We'll find out just before five o'clock. Coming up, Shawn Mendes and Lauv after the news. It is about 10 seconds away from four o'clock, so let's call it four o'clock. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Lauv and Conan Gray, that was fake. Fake, fake news. Before that, Shawn Mendes and fake wonder. Coming up, fake Dua Lipa and fake Olivia O'Brien. And speaking of Dua Lipa, you know the song Hallucinate, which is one of her songs, one of the recent ones. It has this line that I've never really questioned until now. Pocket full of honey. Pocket full of honey. Why is her pocket full of honey? Why is there honey in Dua Lipa's pocket? Why has she done that? Is that not really uncomfortable and sticky and gross? Like, imagine forgetting there's honey in your pocket and you put your hand in the pocket and it's like, Oh, God, look at all this honey. Gross. Is she not aware of jars or toast? Many places where you can store honey that aren't your pocket. I don't know, but she's got a pocket full of honey um, for some unexplained reason, which is, which is, you know, good for her. And it got me wondering... What else Dua Lipa has been keeping in her pocket, you know? Maybe she doesn't only keep honey in her pocket. Maybe there are other liquids too. And so I've come up with a game. I love games. And so this game is called What's in Dua's Pocket? Where you just have to guess what is in Dua Lipa's pocket. So how it's going to work, I'm going to describe something. A liquid that Dua Lipa's got in her pocket. You, listening, and James have to guess what the liquid is. And if you guess correctly based on my description, you can have a point. And if you don't, you can have no points. And a good time will be had by all. So, for example, if I were to say um, it's quite thick and clear but kind of orangey-brown and comes from bees, you'd obviously know that in Dua Lipa's pocket is this. See, it makes sense. Fairly simple. So, let's play What's in Dua Lipa's Pocket and meet today's contestant. It's James Gilmore. Hi. Hi, it's my pleasure to be here. Honestly, wow. I am... Okay, I'm ready for the challenge. I'm ready for the challenge. Welcome to What's in Dua's Pocket. Do you like Dua Lipa? I, I am a Dua fan. I am. Do you like pockets? I'm, you know, prone to pockets now and again. And finally, do you like honey? Yes, in moderation. Very good. You sound like the perfect contestant to play the first ever edition of What's in Dewar's Pocket. So, let's get straight in. Question number one. The item, the liquid, that Dua Lipa's got in her pocket. Much like honey, it is sticky and brown, but some people are allergic to it. Peanut butter. What is it? 
Wow, straight out there. It's got it. You are correct. Dua Lipa's pocket contains this. Peanut butter. <laughs> I like that. Well done. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Well, congratulations. You can have one point. I'm thank putting you. a finger up so I can keep score. Don't put your one finger point. up at me. All right. Well, I, could, I could put it in my pocket full of honey if you prefer. All right. What's next? Okay. This is fluffy and white and maybe you put it on a scone or a scone. Oh, is it whipped cream? Let's find out. Whipped cream. Yay! Well done. Two for two so far. That's great. Wow, I've never You're... usually this good at games. I know. I've, I've made this one a bit easier, you know. You've got to know your audience and your player, which is you. Thanks. Okay, the third liquid in Dua Lipa's pocket. This one is a bit more difficult, I think. It okay. is beige. There's lots of different varieties of it. And it's made using chickpeas. What's in Dua Lipa's pocket? It's hummus. Of course it's hummus. Hummus. Ah, oh, amazing. Amazing. Thank you, thank you. Next question. This liquid is probably about mm, maybe £1.30 per litre at a guess at the moment. And it's highly flammable. But what is in Dua Lipa's pocket? Is it petrol? I'm going to need to be a bit more specific than that. Diesel? No. Unleaded? Even more specific. I don't drive. Um, unleaded petroleum? Um, <laughs> no, no. Okay, imagine. Imagine you do drive okay. and you go to fill up and... You know, there are the, the different types, the different flavours of petrol available yeah. at the pump. And you go, you know what? For no apparent reason, I'm going to spend more money than I would normally spend and get the fancy <laughs> I, I petrol. I know what it is, but I don't know what it's called. It's like, like diesel plus. No, no. Or like, um, unleaded plus. Yeah, yeah, sort of. I'll give it to you. Let's find out what's in Dua Lipa's pocket. Premium unleaded petrol. <laughs> Premium unleaded petrol. I've, I mean, look, I don't drive, so I, I think I got pretty close. We all knew yeah, what you I got was close. saying. I'll give you, I'll give you a point for that. You currently yeah. got four points. You're doing well, but Dua Lipa um, shouldn't go near any sparks at the moment because yeah, could be, could be terrible. All right, finally, in Dua Lipa's pocket, this is something most people don't come into contact with on a day-to-day -day basis okay it is clear colorless and you might have last seen it at school what's in dual oh, pocket clear colorless and you might have last seen it so i was gonna say water but you see many people have fallen for that but it's not water like vinegar no but you're, um, you're sort of in the right direction. Is it a condiment? Um, no. No, you're not putting this on any food. Clear colourless. And you might have last come across it at school. Mm-hmm. Is it saliva? Uh, drool. No. Is it no. drool? No. <laughs> Definitely um, not. Shall we find out what's in Dua Lipa's yeah, pocket? Yeah, I don't know. Let's do Go it. Go on. Highly concentrated sulfuric acid. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, how I would ever know that? I don't know. Maybe if you knew more about chemicals. Yeah, definitely not. So there you go. At the end of what's in Dewar's pocket, you scored four out of five, which is very respectable. That is, I thought it's very respectable, actually. So well done to you. Thank you. Maybe if I can think of more liquids, this game might come back, but. I feel like it's kind of it's kind of been done, you know. We don't need to revisit what's in Dewar's pocket, but it happened. We had a good time, and that's that. You'll always remember where you were when you heard what's in Dewar's pocket. Let's play her newer song that's not Hallucinate, but it is featuring DaBaby. This is Levitating on Wizard Radio.
Dua Lipa and her pocket full of honey. That was levitating. It's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hello. Olivia O'Brien and Astrodessa are on the way. I've got something very interesting to tell you about now. I read today that the church, the Church of England, you know, uh, Jesus, God, that kind of that kind of vibe, they own a small portion of loads of songs, including Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake and Single Ladies by Beyonce. And these, this is just something you wouldn't really expect the church to own, because they didn't, they didn't play a hand in writing it. I don't think they're not prolific songwriters or anything. But they've somehow ended up owning, you know, just a fraction of of these songs through quite a weird sort of mechanism. And I find this quite fascinating because it's the kind of thing you'd never think of happening, but it does. And there's this company that basically buys up the rights to songs when they get sold by the artist and it's almost like a stock exchange because if the songs like get streamed loads they obviously get money from it and so when the song gets streamed more you get more money in your like investment and it's quite quite clever and obviously there are some songs like really old songs that are just timeless they're classics they'll never die and so they'll just always be getting royalties from those songs and I just think it's a genius idea. You know, like, Mariah Carey, right? She doesn't need to have any songs other than All I Want For Christmas Is You because she knows that every time December comes around, those royalties are going to roll in every year, year after year, like a really consistent, stable income. And that's kind of what this company's done. And the Church of England has invested in this company because the church, I think, invests in loads of stuff. So now the church, by extension, owns tiny fractions of all these huge songs. And because I'm, you know, an upstanding, God-fearing citizen, I've gone through and I found out a few of the songs that are owned by the Church of England, just to double-check that everything is above board, because I wouldn't want them investing in something that they wouldn't, like, believe in, you know. So, one of the songs I mentioned before that they own is Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake, so let's just sort of inspect that for a minute. Get your sexy on is the line there in Justin Timberlake's sexy back. Now, obviously, we don't know the context of that getting the sexy on, but it, it doesn't quite sound appropriate, especially not for kids. So that one, that one to me doesn't quite pass the test. But okay, let's let's move on. Umbrella by Rihanna is another one that they own a tiny piece of. Okay, so what Rihanna is singing about here is she's saying, you can stand under my umbrella. Now, I think that's great. Now we're talking. That's more like it because obviously it's raining outside and someone has very kindly offered to share their umbrella with someone saying like, you can stand under my umbrella. Don't worry. Come under. It's okay. Stay dry, which is really good. You know, love thy neighbor. It's all about kindness and sharing. And that song perfectly encapsulates that. And so that song, that song is is good. That's That passes the test. That's okay for the Church of England to own like point zero 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 one percent of. Good, well done, Rihanna. Next, the Chainsmokers. They own they own a tiny part of Closer. Oh, there's all sorts going on there. Let's go through it line by line. So, baby, pull me closer. Um, that that already sounds a little bit inappropriate. We don't know what the marital status of these people is. So, that's not great. Um, in the backseat of my Rover, I think that's fine. I don't think there are any, any rules in any of the major religions against owning a Rover. So, that's okay. That I know you can't afford. Now, that, that involves debt, doesn't it? Because if you can't afford it, you've clearly borrowed money to buy it. I don't know what either of the any of the good books say about debt i feel like you probably shouldn't do it but i don't know for sure but the worst part of that i think from a religious point of view is the tattoo on your shoulder now i don't know about the christian faith and obviously we are talking about the church owning these songs but i know in the jewish faith 
you're not supposed to get tattoos. So that, to me, it's, it's there's a big question mark over close to by the chain smokers. And that, let's not even get into the name. That doesn't sound very holy, does it? Finally, Beyonce and Single Ladies is another song that the church has now purchased a very, very small portion of. Let's inspect. That is perfect. That is exactly the kind of message that I reckon the church will probably be wanting to to put forward. If you like it, put a ring on it. Get married. Uphold the institution of marriage. Wait until marriage. All that kind of stuff. I think that song is... That's what it's saying. So, that's good. Yeah. I'm relatively satisfied that at least two of those songs do pass the test. But even if they are promoting, you know, sinfulness, at least the church is getting a bit of money from it so everybody wins really happy days right coming up next we want to talk about memories but first this is olivia o'brien and now olivia o'brien on wizard radio that was now i'm alec hello thanks for listening justin bieber is on the way and astrid s as well listen you know how the world's a bit rubbish at the moment and i'll be honest it probably will be for quite a while to come it doesn't look like it's getting better anytime soon um there's not a great deal going on my weeks are quite boring at the moment not not a lot is happening because you can't go anywhere really you can't do anything where i live in manchester it's like tier two probably going to be tier three soon which basically means you can't go anywhere or see anyone or do anything and it sort of feels like everything's kind of on pause a little bit and so it sucks 2020 is not a year that people are going to look back on, I don't think, with with fond memories, really. I mean, you know, obviously it's not been all bad all day, every day. There have been lots of nice moments, obviously. But, like, generally, it's not like, oh, 2020, good times. The summer of 2020 wasn't that great because it's not really. And so in the absence of sort of anything good going on in the present, I feel like a lot of people are looking to the past a little bit. Um, I know... I felt like, especially at the beginning of the first lockdown, there was like a massive wave of sort of old stuff resurfacing, like old music, old TV shows, old movies, just because everyone was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? There's no new stuff. And there's, there's kind of gone past that now because they've worked out they can still make new stuff, even in a pandemic. But I've been looking a lot, actually, at, you know, you know, on your phone, sometimes it comes up with memories on like Snapchat or something. It tells you like what you were up to. So, on the 17th of October 2017, for example, what what was I doing? I'm just watching a video. I'm hiding under my desk in the fetal position. I don't quite know why I, I was doing that. I can't remember, but it, it looks fun. And that's what it's telling me I was up to a year ago. And also on, I don't know if you use Google Photos. That comes up with some, like, recent memories as well. So, like, a year ago, for example, uh, or just over a year ago, it was my mum's birthday. And we made, like, a really nice homemade tea that was, like scones and little sandwiches and jam tarts that was lovely and we went to town we watched something um in 2017 i was just like just getting started in leeds and i made some bread that looked a bit rubbish um even some random photos of us in a garden in 2011 i don't know whose garden it was but just all these things that are popping up and it's been like oh i remember that from ages ago and kind of reminds you how little is going on this year so if it's alright with you, I just kind of want to indulge in a little bit of sort of nostalgia, but like, not unhealthy nostalgia, just I'm genuinely curious as to what these memories are that are popping up on your phone. So if you've got like a Snapchat memory or like a Google Photos memory, I don't know, there's probably the same thing on uh, iPhone, they've probably got like a little on this day feature. Can you just like have a look now, get your phone out and have a look at the recent memories and everything that's popping up. Or even Facebook, that loves a memory. They always tell you when something's happened on this day in the past to you. Just have a look and tell me what it is, because I'm interested. I want to know what people were up to at sort of this time of year, in a year when there was not a pandemic. So take a look, check it out, see what was actually going on, and send it to me. 07 807 183 538. 07 807 183 538 is the text number. You can email me, station at or send us a tweet at WizRadio. What what are your current memories on all the, the socials and the camera rolls and all that kind of stuff? I'm just curious, been a bit nosy, if that's all right with you. 
Right, Astrid S playing in a second. I've done some research. You know how I like to do research. I love it. Cannot get enough. My head's always buried in a book. And I went to the library actually this week and I had to pre-order the book because you're not allowed in and they hand it to you with like gloves and a mask. And I got a book about Astrid S. Can you believe it? There are actually books about Astrid S. And so I've got some facts from that. I've just condensed it into about a minute. So this is a 60 second guide. Totally accurate by the way, to Astrid Alex, S. totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. AirPods by Astrid S may sound like a fairly meaningless song about a girl who got dumped. It's actually quite the opposite. It's a seminal work. It's Astrid's highly critical take on consumerism and ultimately capitalism. To her, AirPods represent all that is wrong with the world. A useless reinvention of the wheel. AirPods took earphones, which had been working fine for years, and made them worse. Thanks to Apple, they became yet another thing that has to be charged, and due to the lack of wires, they're insanely easy to lose. On top of that, they're way more expensive than ordinary headphones were, and on the latest iPhone, they're not even included in the box. Despite this, people practically queued up to get them and they became a status symbol of those seeking to display their wealth. Astrid points out Apple's cynicism in removing the headphone and charging thing extra for an adapter so that either way, even if you don't want AirPods, they get more money. And that is why Astrid S views AirPods as a symbol of modern capitalism. And that is Astrid S in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Isn't that good? Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper Holy on Wizard Radio. It's Saturday. I'm Alec. This is what we do. Saturday afternoon, 3 till 5. Thanks for hanging out. We'll find out who was Zooming me in a second on someone Zooming you. It's back. Tier 2. Sad times. First, um, I just wanted to know, being a bit nosy, what were you up to kind of at around this time of year? In, in the past, you remember the past, back when things were good, back when there was no pandemic, back when you could go out and do things and socialise. Great times. Because my phone keeps giving me these memories of just, you know, those days when fun stuff could happen. And it's got, I kind of enjoy looking back and being like, oh, I was up to that this time two years ago. That was good. Oh, that, remember that? That was good. So I just, just wanted to know what the, like, you know, the Facebook memories or the Google photo on this days or the Snapchat memories. What's going on? Charlotte says, my Facebook reminded me last week, it's five years since I met my now best friend Jesse on a school trip to a greengrocer's. We're in year seven, it was our first secondary school trip, and for some reason, the school decided to hire a coach for us all to go to a greengrocer's that was literally five minutes on foot from our school. The whole day was so strange, but I was sat next to Jesse and we just became friends immediately. And we posted selfies on Facebook. As we always say, our eyes first met over a starfish. Oh, isn't that lovely? But also a ridiculous story. Why did he go on a school trip to a greengrocer, number one? What What did you learn? Did you learn about vegetables and stuff? You five a day, all that kind of important jazz. But also, yeah, the coach sounds like a really weird detail. Did the school have some like deal with the local coach company where they were on like retainer? So anytime they needed a coach, they could just be like, come round immediately. We need to go to the greengrocers. Surely you spent more time getting on and off the coach than you actually spent on the coach. This sounds like a pointless trip, but I guess it means if you're sitting at someone you don't like on the coach, you wouldn't really have to talk to them for that long before you were there. What a weird, what a weird turn of events. But thanks for that, Charlotte. Happy five years of being best friends with your best friend. That's lovely. I feel like that's a very like secondary school year seven thing to do to post a selfie of someone you just met be like look great dance on the school trip to the greengrocers doing like the duck face or the peace sign something like that yeah yeah i can picture it well yeah happy five-year friendversary georgie says this weekend it's two years since i fell off a donkey i don't even have enough time to go through why i was on a donkey in october in the uk but i thought it was a good idea to jump on it and the board game buckaroo got really real for me and i flew off it twisted my ankle really badly and had to be on crutches for two weeks but at least i got a good story out of it a good story and the memories of the photos isn't that lovely why did you jump on a donkey surely that's that's not okay you can't just see an animal and try and jump on it do you do you do it to all animals do you try and ride like people's dogs in the park did you try and leap a a, a cow once i don't know it's not okay. You're generally not supposed to approach animals that aren't yours. Where was this donkey? <laughs> I feel like you say you don't have time to go through why this situation occurred, but I feel like it does need a lot of context. 
I'm really lacking that at the moment. I'm just confused about why you saw a donkey and just leapt at it. But I guess you do you, boo. Um, I'm sorry that <laughs> Buckaroo came to life. But hey, you're all good now. You're off the crutches. And you can look back at it on your timeline and be like, ah, good times, the donkey incident. Alana, hello. I got an on this day reminder this week that it's been four years since I saw Justin Bieber at the O2 Arena for the Purpose Tour. I was really excited because that was probably the best concert I've ever been to. Looking through the photos and everything. And then on the Friday, he released this song called Lonely about how lonely he used to feel on stage in arenas. And that was actually a really bad time for him. And I don't know if that's ruined the memory for me, but I, I definitely feel like I shouldn't celebrate it. You know what I mean? No, no, I think that's okay. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I don't know this for a fact. I feel like most pop stars kind of hate being pop stars. Like, obviously they like it because it's the thing they've like dreamed of for years. But then I also think, you know, you always hear interviews where they can't really be bothered and like in arenas, they're really tired. They're doing like a show a night for like three months living away from home. I totally understand why pop stars would just hate their lives a little bit, even though they're really rich and really famous and have like an army of adoring fans in the crowd. So I wouldn't take that too personally. Even though he said, you know, he hates touring and was lonely on stage. For you, Alana, that was a good day. That was a good experience. You paid a load of money to go see Justin Bieber. You got to. And so I think that's that's good. It should be something you celebrate. You had a nice time. Screw him. Who cares about how Justin Bieber felt about the whole thing? Maybe. I don't know. I'm probably being a bit, a bit over the top. But yeah, happy four years since seeing Bieber on the Purpose Tour. I remember loads of people at school trying to get tickets to that and i think about 50 percent of the people wanted to go and the other 50 percent just wanted to like scalp them <laughs> and sell them on but i remember it happening at the time and tyler hello to you i just found a photo of my camera roll one year ago this weekend i was at one of those trampoline worlds you know where like everything is a trampoline and he bounced around all over the place it's not that interesting i know but maybe think we would just not be allowed to do that because it's so unhygienic to be bouncing on something that everybody else has bounced on before. And also, if I told myself in October 2019 that in October 2020 we'd be going into the second lockdown of the year, I just wouldn't believe myself. Wild times. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're all in that place right now, like wondering, how did we how did we get here? But it is what it is. You just got to roll with it, I guess. But yeah, trampolining parks, disgusting. Off. See also, soft play and ball pits. I will not be returning to either of those places anytime soon because... Ugh. But I did have... I also went to a, a trampolining like place indoors in 2019 and had a great time. So I, I feel that, Tyler. I relate. It's a shame that we can't go back to these massive trampoline worlds anytime soon. But yeah, I like that. It's been nice just, you know, reliving all the things that you were up to back in the days when you could be up to things. So thanks for those. Thanks for letting me be nosy. I just like knowing what, what people are up to in their lives, so that's good. Right, shall we find out who was Zooming me? I think we should. It's time. We'll do someone Zooming you next after Simba on Wizard Radio. Someone's Zooming you. Somebody's ringing the bell. Welcome back to part two of Someone Is Zooming You on Wizard Radio. I used to say this was the only radio feature based on the People's Postcode Lottery, but I've been made aware this week. I think there is actually another show on another station that does a feature called the People's Postcode Boffery. I can't believe it, but anyway, this is one of two features currently on the radio, inspired by the Postcode Lottery, and... Um, probably not the only feature inspired by Zoom, but here we are. I'm Alec Feldman, and just before four o'clock, the Zoom phone rang. I I know that's not exactly how Zoom works, but we'll, just, we'll go with it. The Zoom phone rang, and someone was unexpectedly Zooming me. I hadn't scheduled it or anything. They didn't send me an invite link. They were just like, boom, Zoom. And I wasn't ready for it, so I didn't pick up. I'll only pick up if someone manages to guess who they are. I did give you some clues, though. Not, not great ones, admittedly, because of the questioning, but it's not, it's not my fault. They're not a man, they are famous, they're not British, they're not American, and they're alive. So that's, that's like everyone then. I did give you a little bonus clue though, that this person knows the Easter Bunny quite closely. So make of that what you will. Tom has sent him a guess in. Hello Tom. I know absolutely nothing about religion, so sorry if this is impossible, but is it Mother Mary? She's not a man. She's very famous. It's technically Middle Eastern. And her spirit is alive in all of us. 
And I guess she'd be close personal friends with the Easter Bunny. They're, they're Christian things, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Mother Mary, that's the same as the Virgin Mary, isn't it? Which is Jesus' mum. But yeah, no, she's... I suppose, would she be like Israeli, Palestinian? One of them. You know, let's not be too controversial here. But she'd be one of those, right? So she's not British or American, that's for sure. And... Um, I suppose she is quite famous, so that is a, that's a good guess. I could be being zoomed by the Virgin Mary off of the New Testament. This has been a vaguely religious show. I was telling you about the church buying loads of songs earlier, so it would kind of fit. But um, no, it's not. It's not the Mother Mary slash the Virgin Mary on Zoom to me. <laughs> oh, this show's so weird. Maybe next week, you know, maybe near Christmas, she can give us a bell. Who knows? Hi, Benny. Is Nicola Sturgeon zooming you? He guesses. I know you said the person zooming you isn't British, but I don't think Nicola Sturgeon would call herself British. She'd just say she's Scottish, wouldn't she? And she's very famous, especially in Scotland. And she could be friends with the Easter Bunny, because why not? A very good point. Some people might say that's like a sort of a technicality, but no. Nicola Sturgeon would call herself Scottish and not British. So that is a good shout. But... Um, I don't think she is knocking at the door, though. It's someone kind of similar, actually, Benny. You're along the right lines. Just as a side note, fully obsessed with that clip of her describing the SNP MP who broke the COVID laws in a massive way the other week. And she's like, I have spoken to Margaret Corvid. And she calls her Margaret Covid like twice, and her name's actually not Margaret Covid. I can't remember her actual name, but it's not that. But no, Nicola Sturgeon's not on Zoom, unfortunately. Maybe we can chat to her next week find out why scotland seemed to be going a lot better than england in the whole covid thing <laughs> no thanks to margaret covid emmy says is carly ray jepson the person zooming you today because she's not british or american she's actually canadian she's alive very famous have no idea what a connection to the easter bunny is but she's so upbeat and poppy i guess there could be a connection there that i just don't know about yeah i feel like if, if any pop stars will be close personal friends with the Easter Bunny. Carly Rae Jepsen is a fair shout. Um, but no. Here's the thing, right, Emmy. Carly Rae Jepsen would not Zoom me. She'd wait for me to Zoom her because that's how she goes. You know, she's like, oh, call me maybe. She's not, I will Zoom you. It's Zoom me maybe. That would be on me to Zoom her and I'm not going to do that. Not at four o'clock on a Saturday because I don't Zoom people then. That's a very long winded way of saying no. <laughs> it's not Carly Rae Jepsen on Zoom, but a good guess. Katie has been in touch. Hi, Katie. Thank you for your guess. I know who's Zooming you. It is connected to the first thing you did on the show at three o'clock today. Well, Katie, thank you for listening for the full duration. I appreciate that. I would recommend everybody does that or gets the podcast. Alec Feldman, the podcast. Katie says, is the person Zooming you the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern? She's a bit of a viral celebrity at the moment. She's not a man. She's not British or American. She's very alive. In fact, she just won a second term in the election. And wasn't there a clip of her saying that Easter isn't cancelled because she spoke to the Easter Bunny? Hmm, what a good guess. You know what, Katie? Katie, 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 Katie. You have guessed correctly. The person Zooming me this week, it's Jacinda Ardern. So well done, Katie. You're the winner. You don't win a prize or anything because we haven't got the budget for that. But have a lovely evening from me. Right. Let's finally pick up the Zoom call then. Jacinda Ardern will be on Wizard Radio right now. Let's pick up. Oh. Oh, hang on. Oh, man. I see what's happened here. Obviously, she had, she had a big night with, you know, the New Zealand election. She's probably knackered now. And it is about 4.54am in New Zealand. So, I think because I made her wait on Zoom for a full hour, she has just given up and she doesn't want to talk to me anymore. Oh, that's a shame. No Jacinda Ardern on the show. I do love her, but I guess it's just not meant to be. Well, thanks, Jacinda, for Zooming. No thanks for leaving. I don't care that it's 5am in New Zealand. Why don't, don't you want to be on the show? Anyway, that is the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening, as always. Appreciated. Great. Thanks for all your messages as well. Your guesses on someone Zooming you and messages about random memories and times you've made things worse all of which will be available to hear again if you missed any of it alec feldman the podcast like i said before it's on spotify it's on apple it's on google Podcasts. it's everywhere check it out if you missed any of the show it has everything except the songs and the news i will catch you again on friday 3 till 4 p.m we do the weekly mixtape i rip up the players and play whatever i like saturday 
this show. You know how it goes. Catch me then. I'll see you next week. And Miles Mikulski is on the way next after Dixie D'Amelio, Lil Mosey, Black Bear. This is Be Happy on Wizard Radio. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.